Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. Today, in the second reading from the letter of Hebrews, we have a great definition of faith. It says, Faith is the realization of what is hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Now, faith is probably the least understood word in our vocabulary. In fact, if I asked a great number of people to define faith, they would all give me different answers. And yet, We read in the second reading from chapter 11, from the letter to the Hebrews, it draws upon people and events of the Old Testament. It paints an inspirational portrait of religious faith. It is a faith that is firm and unyielding in the face of any obstacles that confront it. Now, why is this important for us? Now, as Catholics in the 21st century, because there's a growing movement of atheism, not just in our country, but throughout the world. Atheism that is hostile and has become more and more prevalent, that excoriates people of faith and people that practice faith. It treats faith or describes it as unintelligible, tomfoolery, or even magic. Worse yet, this atheistic attitude deems faith as unworthy of mature people, that they shouldn't practice it. Now, the beauty is the second reading contradicts all of that, especially now, as we as Catholics are under attack. The second reading from the letter of Hebrews is probably the most eloquent as far as describing faith in the Bible. More to it, the author describes what authentic faith does for us each and every day of our life. Through faith, it guarantees blessings to be hoped for from God. Also, it provides evidence in a gift of faith that what God promises will eventually come to pass, come to be for us all. Because the patriarchs of the Old Testament accepted in faith God's guarantee of the future, the biblical people spoken about in the letter of Hebrews in the second reading refers to people like Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And they were commended by God, praised by God. It says, because of faith of the ancients, they were well attested to by God. Well, God praises these patriarchs for their faith. Therefore, we, as Catholics in the 21st century, we have an even greater reason to remain firm in our faith. Since we, unlike the men and the women of the Old Testament, we have seen the beginning of God's fulfillment of all the messianic promises in Jesus' life, passion, death, and resurrection. Jesus was the first installment of God's promises coming true. Now, what we have to understand is faith is distinct from all other acts of the intellect, Go back to the very definition of what faith is at the beginning of this passage in the second reading. 
It says it's the realization or the awareness which distinguishes itself from opinion, conjecture, suspicion, even doubt. More to it, it says it adheres to things that are not seen, which distinguishes itself from science. What does science say? I will not believe unless I take and see and study and analyze and prove that this thing exists. Then I will believe. Well, that's not faith at all. Furthermore, faith is directed at things that are hoped for. Go back to the second reading. It says, By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. He went out, not knowing where he was going. By faith, he journeyed in a promised land as in a foreign country. Well, only by faith in God made Abraham's journey meaningful. Abraham always stands as a person of faith, a model, you could say par excellence. He kept faith when God told him to pick up everything, including his family, and move from his homeland in present-day Iraq to the promised land, which is in Israel. More to it, Abraham proved his faith when God demanded that Abraham sacrifice his only son, Isaac, for him. Now, it continues on in Hebrews. All these died in faith. They did not receive what they had promised, but saw it and greeted it from afar, and acknowledged themselves to be strangers and aliens on earth. I think often I've given you that quote from St. John Chrysostom. He said, We are resident aliens in this world. What did he mean by that? Well, our true citizenship does not exist in this world. Instead, it exists in the world to come, the world we are all longing for, heaven. That's where our true citizenship lies. And see, the patriarchs realize this as well as ourselves. Our true home is not in this world. We long for a home that is more glorious and eternal than this world, which is heaven itself. The scripture passage for today finally concludes when the author refers to the resurrection. He writes, He reasoned that God was able to raise even from the dead. Consequently, faith in God gives hope for destiny to come for each and every one of us. Life, we've all heard, that life is described as a journey. Well, life can't be a journey without a destiny. Therefore, this outlook on life requires faith in God. Now remember, faith doesn't offer or guarantee that we will have all the answers in life. No, not at all. Though it does give us enough answers to enable us to see that we are living purposeful, meaningful, and lives of fulfillment because of our faith. I'll give you a good analogy to help you understand this a little bit better. It's a child who has faith in their parents. The child always feels safe, even when the child doesn't know what the parents are up to or where they're going or what they're doing. The child knows as long as he sees or she sees their parents, they are going to be okay. They see their mom and dad in the van, and immediately the, ch- the child hops into the van. They don't know where they're going, but they know as long as they're with mom and dad, they're safe. Or they go on a walk with mom and dad. And as they're walking around the neighborhood, 
The child maybe takes or walks a few paces ahead of mom and dad, but they know as long as they're in the presence of mom and dad, they are safe. And so they trust mom and dad. They have faith in them to protect them. Well, a key to our faith is trust. Trust that God is always like a parent to us, always very close to us, nearby, always there to protect us and guide us, keep us safe. So trust. Faith comes with trust in a loving God that takes away all absurdity in our life and gives us the hope for a destiny to come. Now, with that in mind, go to the first reading from the Book of Wisdom. It says, The night of the Passover was known beforehand to our fathers, that with sure knowledge of the oaths in which they put their faith in, they might have courage. Well, the author of Wisdom is referring to the great story of Exodus, and we all know that story, in which God intervened on behalf of the Israelites, set them free from their slavery in Egypt, and then led them to the Promised Land. Now, this was an event known to the patriarchs. It was known to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, even though they lived centuries and centuries before the event of Exodus even occurred. It's just like the prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel. They foresaw Jesus Christ, him being born into this world, his life, his ministry, his passion, death, and resurrection. They foresaw that, despite the fact that they lived centuries and centuries before Jesus was even born. How does that happen? By faith. By faith in a saving God, God revealed those events to them. Which means what for us? Whatever happens to us, our faith in God assures us that somehow God will step in. He will intervene with his loving care for each and every one of us. Jesus references this in the gospel. That's why he says, Don't be afraid any longer. For your Father is pleased to give you the kingdom. Now, two weeks ago, Jesus, we hear, taught his apostles to pray. He taught them the Our Father that we know. Now he tells the apostles that it pleases God, it makes God happy to give us his kingdom. Now, you hear that a lot. The kingdom of God is reigning in this world. So you say to yourself, Well, where is that kingdom? I don't see it. Well, the kingdom of God essentially is the deepest reality of righteousness with God, the deepest reality of a right relationship with God. And we have that, each and every one of us. And we prove that by living out our life through daily prayer, to coming to Mass every weekend, the corporal and spiritual works of mercy, engaging a lifestyle of stewardship. These are all ways in which we live out a right relationship with God. And God is pleased. He is happy to give that relationship to us. That is the kingdom that Jesus is referring to that exists in this world. It's a relationship between us and God. One last thing to think about. Jesus says, Gird your loins. Be like a servant who awaits his master's return. Now, in the ancient world, men as well as women, they wore long robes. So, to gird your loins essentially means to cinch up your robe with a belt or cincture so that now your feet are free, free to walk with God. 
so that you don't trip? Well, then it begs the question, how do we gird our loins as Catholics in the 21st century, prepared to walk with Jesus each and every day of our life? Well, first, a daily prayer life. Be people of prayer every day of your life. Stay close to the Eucharist. As I've said many times, never underestimate the transformative power of the Eucharist. Engage or practice a lifestyle of stewardship. Recognize that everything that we have in our life, including our life itself, is not ours. It's a gift given to us by God. Therefore, we freely share it. We share our prayers and our prosperity. We share our skills and abilities for the benefit of our parish community. Friends, today, we recognize that we are a people of faith and proud of it. And it pleases God to give us that. It makes God happy that we receive the deepest reality of a right relationship with God. And it all starts with faith. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.